This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about settlement solutions, litigation, mediation, and structured financial security from Ringler, the largest and most experienced company of settlement consultants in the United States. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by American General, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler's Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, I don't have to tell anyone that it's hurricane season. Hurricane Harvey devastated the city of Houston in southeast Texas, and Hurricane Irma just battered Florida and the Caribbean. And the losses, both in human and property terms, have been huge. We now have millions waking up to the task ahead of filing FEMA claims, dealing with lost legal documents and the complexities of flood insurance. And these are just a few of the legal issues facing the people who've been impacted. But if there's any hope for alleviating the devastating damage and guiding those who've been impacted through the complexities of the process, it will require a fully engaged legal community. And today, Attorney Paul Skrbanek from Pierce Skrbanek PLLC in Houston is joining us. And from the outset of his legal career, Paul has been helping the injured and working-class individuals. He's obtained over $54 million in verdicts and settlements and was named a Texas Rising Star by Texas Monthly Magazine. Sounds very impressive, Paul. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. And joining me as my co-host today is my friend and Ringler colleague, Bob Caples. Bob serves as the CEO, President, and Managing Associate of the Houston Area Ringler Office. And uh, with that, Bob, hi. Welcome back. Glad for you being my co-host today. Hey, Larry, it's always a pleasure, and thanks for having me back again. Terrific. Okay, Paul, let's begin uh, Let's begin by discussing what's been happening in the Houston area after the uh, Hurricane Harvey devastation. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be a long road to rebuild. Give us, uh, give us your sense. Yeah, I mean, just the, uh, the property damage is, is massive. I mean, we haven't seen anything like this in Houston since Allison, and it seems like it's going to to dwarf even Allison back in 2001 with all the property damage, property loss, just it's catastrophic. Uh, so, you know, Paul, you've had an immensely successful law practice that's located right in the heart of Houston. Um, just from your purview, what have you witnessed as far as the impact on the city? Well, it's gridlock traffic, even with the water receding. It's destroyed infrastructure. It's destroyed homes. Uh, it's destroyed things and uh, that people have worked their entire life to, to build and and uh, obtain. Uh, so even our building here on Kirby that has never come close to flooding had water on the first floor. It's touched me personally in that my mother-in-law's house had about a foot of water in it. So uh, not only am I dealing with the legal aspects of this stuff in practice, but if I had to get down and dirty and, and rip out sheetrock and uh, do a lot of demolition over at my mother-in-law's. Well, you know, that's what a lot of people are facing there. It's a, it's a pitch in to try to help any way you can. So what would you say, Paul, what are the residents and businesses now facing in that rebuilding process? It seems like a massive effort. What are they, what are they facing? Yeah, what you're facing on a legal uh, front is a couple of things. What folks need to do is distinguish their claim right off the bat from windstorm versus flood. 
most everybody is going to have windstorm coverage, but that's not the coverage that's going to be applicable for 95% of people in, in Houston. Now, if you get down towards Rockport and Corpus Christi, where you had, you know, winds in excess of 100 miles an hour and it blew your roof off or it blew rain inside your house, then windstorm coverage would, would deal with things like that. The problem for us here in Houston is that 95% of the claims are going to be flood because it was from rising waters. And what the, the numbers I've heard thrown around is between 75 and 80% of people in Houston don't carry flood insurance. And the folks that do are in for an uphill battle because flood insurance is controlled by the U.S. government. While you may have to go buy your coverage through uh, what seems to be an insurance company and you're dealing at arm's length with an insurance company, that insurance company for flood purposes is really a middleman for the government. And so when these folks get back into their homes and are able to assess damages, an insurance adjuster will come out with respect to these flood claims should you have coverage. But at the end of the day, the person cutting you the check is the federal government. Well, you know, it's funny, Paul. I had someone that lived down in Houston tell me that uh, they were concerned about the issue you you just raised and uh, the fact of the flood insurance and is it covered or is it not covered in in, in relation to their individual problem. But he he said he was one thing he was doing is he was taking his video phone and and videoing everything that was going on in the house. He came back and to the levels of the water to show where it went, and he was trying to document uh, as much as he could in 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 the situation that he found himself in to kind of address what he perceives to be some tough road ahead a, a tough road ahead on the on the flood uh, insurance uh, level. Do you, do you sense that too? Yeah, it, regardless of whether you whether you think you have coverage or don't, that's super important is the, the documentation, because ultimately, folks, these seventy five to eighty percent of folks that don't have flood insurance are going to be turning to places like FEMA and other organizations for help. And just having dealt with my mother in law's claim so far, she didn't have flood insurance. Uh, we put her through the FEMA process, and they want you to take pictures of everything. So. If you're throwing out a couch because it got flooded, they want 10 pictures of it. Uh, they want If you're throwing out pieces of paper that are important, they want pictures of it. doesn't matter how small, how big it is, they're going to want documentation. So your friend is right in videos, pictures. It needs to be exhaustive. There can never be too many pictures or videos. So, Paul, you know, in light of the discrepancies that exist between, you know, the wind and flood issue, what are some of the legal issues that you anticipate these families will be facing? Sure. And I can speak to this from experience because I handled a lot of Hurricane Ike claims back in 2008. And there was a little bit of a mix back then between windstorm and flood. And it was more windstorm here because um, Ike did a lot more damage in that regard than flood. But having to have dealt with both of them, there's some big differences. Windstorm claims are going to be state law claims. Uh, With the state law, you get the benefit of recovering things like penalties if the insurance company acts in bad faith, your attorney's fees if they do wrong by you, and then damages, what we call money damages under the the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act or the bad faith portions of the Texas Insurance Act. Now, Because flood insurance is backed by the federal government, you can't even file that claim in state court. 
you have to file it in federal court. And I mean, you can file it in state court, but the the government will round you up and make you go to federal court. And because it's federal law driven, you don't have the same kind of penalties or attorney's fees available to you like you would with a windstorm claim. So, for example, um, many times these windstorm insurance companies will get scared because they didn't do something to the exact letter. And you can say, listen, you have exposed yourself by not vir- by virtue of not doing the right thing to these penalties and interest and attorney's fees, and they will get reasonable with you on dealing with your claim. You have no such leverage with the federal government. The federal government could sit around on your claim for a year and you have no penalty mechanism to punish them for acting in bad faith. So it's going to be a frustrating process with those guys and having dealt with them before, they do everything. This is why detail is so important with documenting your claim. If you've got 10 foot of cabinets that are damaged, the government's going to tell you, you can't have 10 foot and one inch. You have to have, it has to be a one for one match and they're going to depreciate it in a manner that it's probably not going to make a whole lot of people happy about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I would imagine that uh, a lot of people are going to try to say that the the water damage they have in their homes was wind driven in some fashion, and uh, the wind drove the, the the water out from the canal or whatever it was. Do you, do you find that there's some of that shifting, uh, knowing that the flood insurance issue is going to be tough, and some people may not even have flood insurance? They're going to try to claim that the wind somehow was responsible for the water damage that they that they uh, received. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you; it'll be an uphill battle because common sense says it was rising water. But what I would encourage folks to do that that have windstorm coverage but no flood coverage would be to seek legal counsel because there are all kinds of little nuanced things in your insurance policy that may afford you coverage that you're not aware of. And the reason I say that is because most of us get our insurance policy and none of us read it. We sign off on it and we put it in a drawer somewhere. Now, Texas law says that if there's some ambiguity within your insurance policy, because the insurance company is the one who drafted that policy, that that ambiguity would then be construed against them and in your favor. So if there's any little smidge of light there to get coverage, for what would otherwise be flood, you'd want a lawyer to take a look at that and see if they can come up with some inventive way based on what's written in your windstorm policy to afford you coverage. I've also heard uh, a lot of chatter about the folks that were flooded by the levees. Uh, as most folks know here, when the we have levees west of town, west of Houston, that retain uh, a ton of water, and they drain out into the bayous and their controlled drains and they got too high and the county said listen we're going to have to do some releases and folks that otherwise were not going to be flooded by the rains with harvey were then flooded because the county decided to overflow the or release water from those levees and so you got a lot of angry folks saying well harvey didn't flood me the government flooded me and so there's a lot of talk in some of the plaintiff circles and legal communities so far about trying to see if a claim can be brought on behalf of these people as a whole to say that the government basically took my property, like condemnation. So what you would think about with a highway, if we're going to build, the government's going to build a highway and they need to take over land 
on this. On the, like an eminent domain correct. case. Correct. Yeah. And so they say, we didn't have a choice. The government forcefully took our property by flooding it. We therefore want fair compensation for what the value of our home would be. <clears throat> well, that's an interesting theory. And, uh, you know, I know there are going to be a lot of interesting theories uh, out there uh, to trying to get, get people what they, uh, what they deserve. And, you know, and a lot of the things that uh, we see, and unfortunately this is the way it is in these uh, disasters, that uh, a lot of the goodwill that's developed early on and all the camaraderie and the, and, and the hopefulness, uh, the frustration sets in and, and the, the, the nitty-gritty of insurance language, et cetera, becomes a little more tough to deal with. You agree with that, Paul? Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. We're going to take a quick break right now, and we'll be back in a minute right here on Ringler Radio. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. This is Ringler Radio, brought to you from Ringler, the nation's leading provider of fair settlement solutions. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Advisors work with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. Everybody wins. There's a Ringler consultant in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experienced experts in the settlement business than Ringler. Check out our website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for injured parties, attorneys, and claims professionals to find the Ringler Advisor nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best, most objective financial plan. You can count on Ringler Advisors to create a customized plan that meets the financial needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm here with my co-host, Bob Caples. And we're speaking with our special guest, Paul Skrbanek from Pierce Skrbanek in Houston, about some of the devastating uh, damage caused by recently by caused by uh, Hurricane Harvey. You know, Paul, looking ahead, there are going to be lawsuits and people needing legal assistance to deal with the aftermath of the storm. But in order to get there, uh, individuals are going to have to take certain steps. You know, from from step one through the process to try to figure out where they really stand. What would you suggest to an individual who's facing this daunting task? What are some of the steps they need to do? They need to take to maybe best assure that they get the least amount of frustration. Yeah, Larry, great question because that's I mean that's how I think and uh, I like to break things down. Is what do I do? Step one. What do I do? Step two. Step one is what we've already talked about: document, document, and document. You can never have enough pictures. You can never have enough videos. Do not throw anything away unless you have documented it. Pull out your important papers, your insurance policy. If you think that you, if you know you don't have flood coverage, but you have windstorm coverage, go ahead and take that first step of making a claim for your damage with your windstorm coverage. They don't know what your, uh, they don't, they weren't there. They don't know what happened. The water's likely gone. So make them send out an adjuster to look at your house and to assess the damage. The the insurance company will, they have to, under law, your windstorm coverage under state law, has to send out an adjuster within a certain amount of days or they expose themselves to those type of penalties and interest that we were talking about. So make a claim. That's step two. Document one, make a claim two, regardless of whether you think that it won't be covered under flood. 
Step three, if your insurance company says, hey, listen, you, you don't have coverage, your, your house was flooded, and this is most, most likely how 95% of people are going to go that were flooded, then can you, do you know, do you have a friend that's an engineer? Do you have a friend that's otherwise an expert in water getting into houses? Because if you can get an opinion from an engineer or someone that we qualified to say this is windstorm versus flood, that goes in your favor in making that claim against your windstorm insurance. They have to pay attention to that. They have to give that credence. And assume that, that you're walking forward and you, they say still denied, we still believe it was flooded, you don't have coverage, then you probably need to seek legal help at that point. There's all kinds of folks running around right now probably that are called public adjusters and contractors and things like that. They'll say, hey, we'll help you get paid on your claim. Uh, sign up with me. You know, We'll take 10% of whatever you're paid. And a lot of those guys are great, and I've worked with a lot of those public adjusters in the past. But some of them and some of the contractors are great, or most of the contractors are probably great. But some of them, they're storm chasers. They're down here to make a quick buck. And so you really want to be careful about who you work with on your claim. Once you say, hey, I, I've run it to the logical conclusion. I can do no more on my personal claim. I need help. Make sure that the help you're asking for is the right help. So you want to get recommendations, if you can, to of the people that are coming to see you on those public adjuster side. You want to, you want to see if oh, you can sure. confirm, you know, if, are the people legitimate, et cetera. Ask your friends. Ask your family. Read, on, read up on the Internet. Go to the Better Business Bureau. Check, check, and check some more. Well, you know, Paul, um, we've all seen, I, I guess the entire country has been witness to all the video coverage and news reporting of just a, a tremendous type of volunteerism that has taken place here in the Houston community. I know that personally my family and I have uh, both participated in and witnessed just incredible feats of volunteerism, and it's been extremely inspiring, and I'm sure that um, the folks would be very interested in knowing that it's not limited to just first responders or things, uh, folks of those uh, trades or ilk, uh, but also uh, have an interest in hearing how the Houston legal community has stepped in and, and what, what's been going on to try to help the community from the legal community perspective. There's, there's a, a ton of, of great lawyers in Houston, and I'm sure that you know most of them are out doing the same kind of volunteer work that you're talking about. From a legal standpoint, people like myself, uh, I've made myself available to friends, family, folks that have called that I know just generally uh, that want to ask questions about insurance coverages, what are the steps, and I'm happy to do that for not just friends and family, but for anybody in the Houston community with free of charge. If you, you have a question, email me, call me, happy to help answer. Well, that's that's great. Um, you know, it's it's it, that's the inspirational part of these these di- disasters. Uh, people coming together and uh, their hearts opening up. And I I appreciate your offer there to the to the people there in Houston. And then, you know, finally, uh, Paul, this is not the first time you've uh, been impacted by devastation from disasters like this. I mean, you witnessed Hurricane Ike. You spoke about that. How do the two storms compare? I mean, you've seen a lot of different hurricanes. How does this storm compare with them, and not just in terms of the devastation, but in some of the legal issues? Well, from a, a standpoint of the storm differences, they're just were two completely different s- storms. Uh, Ike did damage from wind and storm surge, 
it, uh, we were without power for a week. I remember uh, I was in law school then. We were without power for about a week. And then for Harvey, I never lost power, but no one could go anywhere. I remember getting on to the freeway, trying to get to my mother-in-law to pick them up because they were boated out of their neighborhood. And 59 North is a complete lake, having to turn around and drive the opposite way on the freeway. Uh, so it was scary. I mean, it was real scary. But just two two totally different storms. And what my my thoughts are just at the outset is that uh, it, that that Harvey's going to dwarf Ike as far as damages, money involved, and things like that. Interesting. And then one fi- one final uh, thought from you, uh, Paul. You've lived in Houston a long time. Uh, you've seen a lot, both good and bad, g- going through there in terms of weather, et cetera. Uh, how would you uh, measure the current state of, of Houston, the people, the spirit? T- tell us about that. I've lived in this town my entire life, and I, I mean, I love Houston. There's no place on the planet I would rather be. I don't think that I've ever seen people come together when you have lines of folks at the convention center, at the uh, Reliant, just lines and lines and lines, hours of people waiting just to volunteer. It's like Bob said, awe-inspiring. Terrific. Well, with that, I want to say thank you, Paul. If, and if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and to ask the kinds of questions you, you offered before, how would they do that? Our main line is 832-690-7000, or always easiest at email, because I get to, I probably can get to that faster than a phone call. Paul, P-A-U-L, at P-S-Trial, T-R-I-A-L, law, L-A-W.com. Terrific. And Bob, if someone wanted to contact you, how would they do that? Thanks, Larry. They could uh, find me on my biography page on the Ringler website. That's uh, www.ringlerassociates.com. Or they're certainly welcome to call me directly at my office here at 281-937-9090. That's terrific. And, of course, any of you out there that want to reach any of the Ringler Associates around the country can do that, as Bob said, through the Ringler website, ringlerassociates.com. And if you want to listen to any Ringler Radio show, they're all on uh, ringlerassociates.com, and they're also on ringlerradio.com. LegalTalkNetwork.com, or iTunes. You can go to iTunes and download uh, and listen at your leisure, and you can hear uh, Paul give us great advice about what to do with claims you might have coming out of Harvey. Well, that, I want to say thank you very much again, Paul, for being a great guest. Thank you, Larry. And, Bob, once again, great, great having you here as our co-host. Likewise. Thank you, Larry. And for the rest of you out there, stay safe and go have a great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio, celebrating more than a decade of podcasting and over 2 million listeners. Think of Ringler, the objective settlement advisors with more than 140 consultants in 60 cities nationwide. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.